Welcome to another episode of the Golf.com podcast. I am your host, Sean Zock, and as you may know, the Ryder Cup is almost here. We have a few more weeks until the final American roster is finally set in place, and they start playing some matches up in Minnesota. For now, all we have is the great golf debate. Who should be Davis Love's captain's picks? It's the ultimate debate in which experience, recent form, particular strengths on the golf course, personality, team chemistry, etc. are all weighed differently and by different people, and quite possibly the only person whose preferences matter most is Captain Love. That means nothing to the Golf.com podcast. Today we're going to break down every legitimate captain's pick possibility and tell you exactly why they belong or don't belong on the team. Yes, Fred Couples' name comes up in the conversation. When I say we, I mean myself and two Golf.com staples, Jeff Ritter and Sean Steineman. Oddly enough, these guys have been crazy about the Ryder Cup, talking about captain's picks for months already. It's a bit premature of a discussion, but that's just who they are, and that's just how great of a debate this really can become. So gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Let's kick this thing off with one obvious answer. Ricky Fowler has to be on the team, right? Well, I just wrote the story that I published on golf.com making the case for Ricky. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that it mostly hinges on the intangibles with him. I mean, you look at his Ryder Cup record and it's pretty underwhelming. The fact that he hasn't won a match yet, you would normally raise a red flag. But uh, there is an excitement factor with Ricky. There's the locker room factor. Uh, there's the fact that he is playing better now than he was for, for a long stretch this summer. And it's very difficult to come up with four names that you'd put ahead of Fowler. Although, as I prepared for this podcast, uh, I have slid Fowler down my sheet uh, far, farther than he was before I, when I went to prepare and start writing that story for the, for the website. So I won't spoil my, my full roster of four right now, but I do think Fowler has a compelling case. And I do think, for what it's worth, although I'm not completely convinced anymore that he belongs on the team. I do think out of all the guys on the list, I think he's going to be the first guy love picks. Yeah. Why? I think, I think first of all, he just really likes him. I mean, he's part of the Ryder cup task force. He's the youngest member of that original 11 man group to try to fix this problem for the United States. Uh, I don't think that's an accident. I think they wanted somebody young and who would be a part of teams for years to come. And, uh, they just they just really like him and consider him someone who's going to be a stalwart of uh, of the team. So yeah. I think Ricky has to do something incredible to play himself off the team mm-hmm. at this point. I, I think he's in. I think if you look at the press conference that Davis Love had earlier this week, Sean was there. I was also there, and Ricky Fowler's name came up. Like he wasn't even asked to come up. It wasn't a part of a question. But Davis Love had Ricky Fowler like on the tip of his tongue, and he's basically. I felt he was kind of tipping his hand like Ricky's kind of already on the team. Yeah, I felt the same way, you know, listening to, to Love speak. He, it sounded like a lock. Um, but in my eyes, I mean, it, you have to look at it. He, he had two chances to qualify um, at the Wyndham and at the Barclays. Played very well at both, but kind of faltered on Sunday. And, you know, he, he didn't have a chance to win at the Barclays. It, it, that fell, you know, front nine on Sunday. But he knew he was playing for this Ryder Cup spot and let that slip away which in my eyes is the opposite of what we're looking for as we get into the Ryder Cup. We need someone who's going to close. You want a closer. We've had trouble closing in the past. We've lost, you know, because of not being able to close. So, you know, a winless 
Uh, excuse, excuse me. Yeah, winless Ricky Fowler on the Ryder Cup team. You know, I think he needs to prove that he belongs. He is winless. He's had a great year at the beginning of the year, and then he kind of faltered since then and came back recently with the Wyndham and the Barclays. So he's kind of been up and down this year, but zero wins. Jeff, as you well, said, he won in Abu Dhabi. That's, yeah. that's the other he thing reminds that we people lost. That we, too. we lose that one. If that if that event counted for towards the Ryder Cup standings, that was a European Tour event. If that one actually counted like a PGA Tour event, he's already on the team. Yeah. So I just think I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Sean that the case is shaky. Uh, even though I I am I did make it <laughs> for Golf.com this week, uh, I I just think he's gonna he's gonna be on the team, and we, we almost have to start building around him. In my eyes, I think he he would be a great fourth pick. We have you know let's see what he has to bring in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We have that extra pick hanging out there. Yeah, that's true. Which is interesting this year, new this year, which I think you know could really, you know, gives him a couple more weeks to see what he can do. The tough part for me is I think a bunch of people could be that fourth pick. Yeah. I don't I don't know if there's three guys at all that Davis Love can say right now, I want him on the team. But it's, it does sound like his mind is a bit made up on a couple guys. If you continue to look at what Davis Love said in that press conference, I couldn't stop thinking that though he was mentioning Ricky Fowler, he was mentioning Jim Furyk, I felt like he was specifically not mentioning somebody else. And that's Bubba Watson. Mm-hmm. I think if you if you break down what Davis Love was saying, he said experience not that big of a thing that we need, not a, not that much of a necessity. So Bubba Watson's got plenty of Ryder Cup experience. Davis Love doesn't need that. Davis Love wants a guy that's in good form and a guy that's got a, a good putter. And I don't think Bubba Watson checks either of those boxes. He's an interesting case because you go back to the last Ryder Cup. His pairing with Webb Simpson was a disaster, and we know we tr- we try to put. Bubba Watson with friends, comfortable pairings. That one did not work. And obviously, Webb Simpson is not walking through that door this time for this Ryder Cup. But then at the same time, the conflict for me is Bubba Watson brings that fear factor where do you really want to play him on Sunday singles at, at home, especially in a home game in the U.S. where he can get the crowd worked up and behind him and maybe ride that emotion? He's an emotional player. So you look at his record and you say – you lean towards just passing and you you also think back to his his record at the masters is great he's got six of his nine victories on tour have come at three golf courses so uh i don't know he's a really tough case i i have him in my final four i would put him on this team and i would pair him with jb holmes uh because that pairing worked that pairing worked at the president's cup they have similar power games. And, yeah. Uh, but I do think if you're going to put Bubba on the team, you need to think ahead with him and yeah. think who's the who's the match. I don't think he has a match in the current top eight. So you got to find one for him if you're going to pick him. It's tricky when you think about putting uh, comparing the Presidents Cup and the Ryder Cup because they are wholly two different beasts. Though they are they are very similar in stature, and I think they're going to become more similar in competition. But uh, with Bubba Watson, you have to really consider, as you said, who he would match up with. The guy's game is unique, and putting him with any other long player can be good, but it can also be dangerous because a lot of times these long players aren't as great possibly on the greens as, say, Zach Johnson or Brant Snedeker. It, it's, it's tricky, but you, with Bubba Watson, a guy that's not exactly the most beloved player out there, you're not going to put him with Phil. You're not going to put him with Spieth. Are you going to put him with DJ? Probably not. Kepka, Probably not. As Jeff said, the the list of people Bubba Watson's game fits with in an alternate sh- shot setting, in a, in a four-ball setting, 
it's kind of slim. That's that. That's the thing. I uh, last night in preparation for this podcast, I kind of went through the list and just did a quick yes no. And uh, unfortunately, Bubba is a, a no for me. Um, there's just I like it. I couldn't find anyone to pair him with. Um, Jeff, you mentioned you wouldn't want to play him Sunday singles. Yeah. First one out of Medina lost to Luke Donald, who is a Chicago native, so he did have some crowd behind him, but you know, still lost. Didn't win uh, any of his matches in fourteen. Um, so really, you know, again, just not not bringing the Ryder Cup record. Hasn't played great this year. Did win a couple times early. Um, did you know choose to go to Brazil, which hurt him in the Ryder Cup points. You know, you could say, you could argue he could be on the team without that. So Love could consider him, you know, with an extra few points because of that trip. Um, but I just I think he needs to, you know, again play play a little bit better to earn a spot here. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. I, I, I think the only way you pick Bubba is if you know exactly how he fits. Obviously, you're not taking Webb Simpson this time. I think he fits with J.B. Holmes. I'm not sure he fits with anybody else. Yeah. So I almost see the two as a package in it's, this case. Yeah, it's tricky. You know, when you look at the point standings, Bubba Watson came in ninth. One spot out, he's all of $150,000 uh, winning on the course, short of Zach Johnson for that final spot. So... If he has a couple better finishes in a couple tournaments, he's there and he's already on the team. And then we have to plan for who we could pick as a captain's pick to play with him. So maybe Bubba Watson makes it, maybe not. I know uh, myself and Sean in here, we're both out on Bubba Watson right now, and Jeff's holding out a sliver of hope. <laughs> Just a sliver of hope that we find a good player to play with him. As far as good, sound, kind of across-the-board players go, one guy that didn't play at the beginning of the season but has now been kind of running in a form, Jim Furyk, is basically the the pinnacle of the, the Ryder Cup debate because everything that you can say for him, there's a way to almost break that debate down and pin it against him. There's, it's, it's as compelling, I think, as a Ryder Cup captain's pick discussion has been in my recent memory. I think what's compelling is it's rounding into form is a guy who just shot the lowest score ever recorded in golf. Yeah, you're right. On the PGA Tour. You and I have gone back back and forth on this a lot. Jim Furyk had an amazing round. He made just about every single shot he had to make at the Travelers. Shot 58. And what I say, to to take a little bit of a shot at history, his three rounds prior to that at a very easy golf course, relatively speaking, on the PGA Tour... He shot. He didn't. He did not break seventy. So you, you go out there and you shoot fifty eight, and you end up finishing T five in the event. But your first three rounds in that event were kind of poor, um, to put it in one short, simple word. Jeff, your thoughts on Jim Furyk? What day of the week did he shoot that fifty eight? He did that it on Sunday. Sunday. It was a yeah, it was a Sunday, but out of contention. It was not. A, it was an I mean, early not, morning, not yeah. early morning, but an early. I just it's 58. a the fifty eight is a wonderful accomplishment that pads a Hall of Fame resume, but for this debate, for a case for the Ryder Cup team, it just does nothing for me. It's, it's it was one of the shortest, simplest courses on tour. Hazel team will be nothing like that. And I just don't think I don't I don't I didn't do a lot of statistical research on Jim Furyk. I just find all his intangibles to be tangibly pointing the wrong, <laughs> wrong direction for this team. I love him as a vice captain. I, I love him as a future captain. Uh, I just think his his time as, as an active player has passed, and it's it's time to move move on from Jim for this one. In the same way that Ricky Fowler has a bit of a relationship friendship with Davis Love, though Jim Furyk. Also a task force member. Yes. Also one of the older vets, guy that's been on – he's actually played with Davis Love on various Ryder Cup teams. So 
Yeah, and, and Davis Love brought him up quite a bit in that press conference we went to as well. Um, Furyk was mentioned a lot. As much as we could debate oh, Jim boy. Furyk's merits as a captain's pick, I know Sean and I both left the, the press conference. We're basically, all right, Fowler's in, Furyk's in, yeah. and maybe a couple. Of, and that's just how it feels. It really feels like Davis Love has his mind made up on two guys, and he's kind of waiting to waiting to have to make the picks for I, one. I think this could be a big year for Furyk. Ryder Cup wise, you know, going in there and kind of taking a, a mentality like Phil and, and really taking some of the younger guys under his wing and kind of the changing of the guard, kind of helping that happen. I think I think you're you know you're correct that his playing time is coming to a close, but I don't think it's closed yet. I think he's got one more in him. I, I mean, I like the idea of him taking young players under his wing and sharing his his knowledge. I just I just don't want to see him play on this team. I really think I, I was he. I think he was one and three last time in Glen Eagles. His overall record is well. I think he leads in Ryder Cup history. I think he has more losses than anybody else in the U.S. It just the time has passed for Jim. I, he's, yeah. he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's had a great career. I just don't think this is the time and place to put yeah. him back on this team. It's tricky player. when you look at what he does as a player. He is not going to help you out that much off the tee. He's a very good ball striker. He has been the majority of his career. It's how he's made millions upon millions of dollars. Well, you say he's not going to help He's going to put the ball in the fairway more times than not. Yeah, I think that at a course that is supremely long, Hazeltine is going to play like 75, 7,600 yards. It's, it's the kind of course where you might need a little more distance off the tee. I know that Jim Furyk is going to help you in a lot of cases, but I just don't know if the – the ways that he helps you are as important as they might be at the Travelers Championship. I think at Hazeltine, it's just gonna be—it's brutal. It's brutally long, and when you when you gotta when you you pick a captain's pick in my would you, eyes, would you consider it brutally long like an Oakmont? Yeah, I think. And, and where think, did Fierick finish at Oakmont? You're right. He finished T two at Oakmont. So like, there's there's good and he's anyone that's in the discussion is a good enough golfer to kind of like. The, the weaknesses in their game are kind of sometimes here and sometimes they're, they're, they they can go away for a weekend. The Ryder Cup is a pretty small sample size. But Davis Love is leaning on these stats guys, like he said the other day. Stats guys. He keeps talking to them. It's, it's Scout scout Consulting Company, uh, scout, Scouts cons- Consulting Group. These stats guys. He always is a Sounds shady, doesn't it? Who's Scouts Consulting? Yeah, well, it is weird. Where is their office? Who are are they? It is weird because he was asked, (laughs) like... a real company? He asked. He was asked, who's helping you with stats? And he, like, looks over to, like, his his PGA of America PR guy. And he says, can I I say that? Can I say who they are? And he says, yeah. And he said the wrong company. He didn't even say the right name of the company. So it's kind of like, what's going on here? But stats guys would say... Jim Furyk's probably on the team, but you got to be careful with him. Do you pair him in an alternate shot format where half of your tee shots are not going to be the length or anything near the majority of the other players on the team? Spieth, Nicholson, Fowler. Yeah, but I think if you, if you put him with, like, let's say, a Brooks Kepka, that, you know, he's hitting a six iron into a green rather than an eight iron. I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. You know, the guy is just, he's a monster. He can hit the ball a mile. So I just don't think that that, Distance is really going to be that detrimental to. Him. I am curious to see how it how it will finish out in terms of how Davis Love matches players. Obviously, it's always fascinating. But Jim Furyk, I think that you would want or a guy who's going to be just as long as Brooks Kepka to be with him or or something of that variety. Now, Jim Furyk played great at Oakmont, finishes T two, but that was 
that was two majors ago. That and if you count Bethpage Black as a major golf course, that's three major golf courses ago. That's a long time ago. There's a long time between Oakmont and Hazeltine. I think that we can't lean on June uh, results as much as sometimes we will. Again, there's a 58 sprinkled in there in between. So. <laughs> I'm still 100% out on Jim Furyk. I'm out on Furyk. I got Jeff's him. out on Furyk. I got You're him in. on. He's, right. he's in for me. All right. Now, there's an interesting thing that Davis Love, if he's hanging with his stats, guys, he will have to consider. If Jim Furyk earns his way onto the team, which I think he has earned a right in the discussion, he, he'll be there possibly. But if you consider him – I think you have to consider Kevin Na, too. That's a pretty weird connection. You guys are kind of giving me looks, and I understand that it's weird. It doesn't make sense right away when it meets the eyes. But if you look at what these guys do on a golf course, Kevin Na drives the ball just as well as Jim Furyk. They're basically the same. They also both putt right about the same. Around the green, they're both right about the same. And ball striking, which we claim to be Jim Furyk's greatest asset, is also Kevin Na's greatest asset, Kevin Na is the third best ball striker on tour this year. He doesn't have the Ryder Cup experience. He's the kind of guy that's crumbled at various places in his past. But there's a compelling case to be made for a guy like Kevin Na, who is a very, very good golfer and just doesn't have the wins to back it up. It depends on what you really look for in a captain's pick. But if, if wins are not the standard that you really look for, Kevin Na, I think, is a guy that that could be considered. I don't think I'd put him in, but he's a guy that has to be considered if he plays well the next couple of events. Uh, as a member of the golf media, I would love to see Kevin Na on this team. And I enjoy, you know, who he is. The fact that he wears his emotions on his sleeve, that he's let us in and let us see some of his kind of the psychological demons that are lurking within him. Yeah. Uh, he's let us all know that. And so it's hard to imagine uh Everything we know about him, that all translating to a successful week at a Ryder Cup. But I'd love to see it. I don't think there's any chance that we're going to, but I would love to see it. <laughs> I, to be honest, I didn't even, I hadn't even considered Kevin Na until you just said it. And the first thing that popped into my head was the 2012 Players Championship. Uh, and I mean, yeah. when you think about, you know, the guy had trouble pulling the trigger on Sunday. The crowd was getting on him a little bit. That's kind of the spirit of the Ryder Cup. Obviously, it's a home game, so hopefully, you know, there's not too much of that on our towards our players. But when you have a guy who who struggled with the crowd in the past and just like you said, put like the demons inside are there, and I don't think you know we want that. So it'll it'll be a short conversation we have, I guess, about Kevin Nye. It would be fascinating and really fun to watch, but I think there's probably six or seven guys, maybe even more, that would be higher in Davis Love's preference list. One of them being J.B. Holmes. I'm sitting across from Sean Steinman, who's possibly the biggest J.B. Holmes fan in all of golf media. Yes, I'm a, a giant J.B. Holmes Why fan. do you think he will be a good Ryder Cup uh, captain's pick? I just think he has it all. He hits the ball a mile. He has fun. Uh, freewheeling doesn't you know overthink it much or too much. Um, he putts well. I know you don't think so. Stats don't <laughs> always say so, but... When it's when it gets it going, he gets it going. He's uh, also never lost a Ryder Cup. Yep. He's the only guy. One to know. Yeah. He he know. was on the 2008 Ryder Cup team and was named a. Let me get this right. He was. I think he was given a key to the city of Louisville after that Ryder Cup because he was a Kentucky. Kentucky dude. That's right. Um, I think being being one and zero at a Ryder Cup. The only other 
person younger than him that would be 1-0 at a Ryder Cup, I think, is Anthony Kim. Unless AK played in another one. Which I would pick for this team. I'd just like to be <laughs> on the record for that. Anthony, if you're out there. Yeah. Either way, club's ready. as far as Americans go, the, the youngest American to have won a Ryder Cup currently is Anthony Kim. Uh, we'll have to pour one out for him later. But, yeah, J.B. Holmes, putter's not great. And I know that it's, it's really easy to look at the stats from a guy for his entire tour season, even multiple seasons, and say, well, he's not a very good putter. Same goes for Jason Duffner, and the guy won a major because he putted really well for four days. So J.B. Holmes is a great golfer. He was in the contention for the, the top eight for a long time. If he putts well for three or four days – he would yeah. be he would be a Ryder Cup hero, I think. He basically played his way off of the team at the Barclays with, you know, poor three days. He had a, a great opening round and then struggled coming in and, and lost his spot, his yeah. automatic spot. So it sounds like Jeff has plans for JB Holmes, though. You alluded to it earlier, saying Bubba Watson would be a pick, a pick of yours if you could have JB Holmes on the team and pair them together. I think I would take Holmes on the team no matter what. I would take wow. I would take Bubba. Bubba to me is the package with JB, but I like Holmes. I think you can pair Holmes with a lot of guys on this team. He went he went two one and one with Bubba in South Korea, but I don't know. I just think he's got the right game for Hazeltine. I think as Sean said, he's played well in these team events before. He was very close to making this team on points. Probably should have just yeah. this late summer fade that just barely fell out of the standings and. Uh, I don't know. I think he brings a kind of a positive mojo with him, having never lost one of these Ryder Cups. I like I like him a lot. I like him that it's a home game this time, and uh, I put him in the final four. And Zach, I know you like to bring up his putting stats, but the guy does make a lot of birdies. Yeah. So. Well, that's a thing and that I think that goes needs a long to be considered in uh, this format. Yeah, it needs to be considered. You look at at a uh, a four ball match in which it's best ball. And you're paired up. Let's say J.B. Holmes is paired up with Jordan Spieth. Just picking a name out of the hat. I like it. Just a solid, solid golfer. Two guys that make a ton of bur- – like that's what you – when you want to put your four-ball teams together, you're basically asking for as many birdies as possible. Because if Jordan Spieth makes a par, J.B. Holmes make a bur- makes a birdie. Spieth's par is not used. For every par that J.B. Holmes makes, someone else might make – like you understand the format. You want as many possible birdies out there. And there are more birdies in J.B. Holmes' bag than there are in Jim Furyk's bag than there are in uh, Kevin Na or some of the other guys we're naming. Like he's the guy gets around the golf course really well, due in part mostly to his length. So that's it's certainly something that needs to be considered. Now, someone who also makes a lot of birdies and probably doesn't get the credit he deserves, he hasn't won since 2014, is Matt Kuchar. I think Matt would get a pick from me. Because he's had a very, very solid summer. He's had a Matt Kuchar summer, if I will. Just a bunch of top 10s, a bunch of top 15s, sound golf. He's a very, very good all-around player in which you can put his game and match it up with about anybody on the team. That's my opinion. Are, he, I, are either of you out on Matt Kuchar? He's on the team for me. I think you know, going down and, and representing the USA in Rio, winning a bronze, he's riding the high of, of representing his country. I, I want him on the team more than most guys, I think. Yeah, he's in my four. Uh, he's in the top ten on tour in strokes gained and birdie average. He won the bronze. Uh, he's done everything you need to do. He's a solid player. He's got a solid track record in the Ryder Cup as well. He's in my four. Plus, you need him on the ping pong table in the team room. I think that means we've, yeah. we've agreed on him. I think we've agreed on Ricky Fowler, unless you're... 
Ricky mm. Fowler has he needs to prove some things to okay. me. Okay, okay. So we've got one. We've Ricky got Fowler's a captain's a, a possible pick. fourth late pick. Okay. So Matt Kuchar is our first or across We're the unanimous. table. Unanimous. Yeah, yeah. unanimous. Matt Kuchar, welcome to the Ryder Cup team. Now this is a guy that I have been really, really pinning for for a while. Daniel Berger uh, is a young guy, 23 years old, and he's played a very good summer of golf. He got a win. He was injured. And I like to talk about him when people say, you know, Jim Furyk didn't play until Wells Fargo in May. Well, I say Daniel Berger played a lot of those events, had to sit out a couple because of a, a back injury, came back and has still played some pretty respectable golf. I would like to give it to him because he's a fiery guy. Remember back in the match play earlier this year, Daniel Berger's going up in a match against Phil Mickelson. And I think it was the second hole. And Daniel Berger makes Phil Mickelson put out his one foot par putt. And as, as, as like inconsequential as that really is, I think it just kind of goes to show a side of match play that Ryder Cup really, uh, it really blossoms in certain players. Patrick Reed's one of those guys, the fiery, I'm not going to give you a single thing and you're going to earn every single bit of your match against me. I think Daniel Berger has that. I think a lot of that, though, you have to think about who you're doing that to as well. You don't want to poke the wrong bear, and doing that to Phil Mickelson, I don't think is the best idea. Yeah, he didn't win the match. No, it he was, did not win. But I, I do like it. I agree with what you're saying. I think there's some gamesmanship in there, and uh, the guy's a com- competitor. He comes to play every time, and I, I think I think he's another fourth pick, though. I don't think he's going to make I the like the idea round. of adding a fiery rookie you know, the Europeans have what five rookies on their team right now. The U.S. is looking at six, six, oh, six. Thomas, with Peters. Thomas Peters, right? Yeah. So the U.S. has Brooks Kepka kind of hanging on an island right now, and I'd like to see one more, maybe that you could even <laughs> pair with Kepka. And Kepka and Berger uh, went to the same college. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. They both I did Florida not know Florida that. State. They both went to Florida State. <laughs> yeah, not I to think say I, that they are the the best of buddies out there. I don't I don't know if Kepka and Berger would go hand in hand, literally. Uh, as captain's picks under the, or as rookies on the Ryder Cup team. But I think that they're both great, great American golfers that people just you can't you can't get lost in the fact of experience and the veterans that have come to dominate Ryder Cups in the past because those have been losing Ryder Cups. Yeah, I, I, we want what we want to do this time, you know, the last Ryder Cup, we missed out on the Billy Horschel phenomenon. He comes in, he wins the FedEx Cup. He's obviously an emotional player, would have been great for that team, and we missed him. So we changed the selection process and how we time all of this to try to get that hot player at the end. I would love to see one rookie, someone like a Daniel Berger, jump up and just take it. But would it, would it take a FedEx Cup win to do that? This is what I was Probably. struggling with last night. Is that fourth pick automatic for whoever wins the FedEx Cup? Uh, I think if you could win one of these events, you know, I don't think you necessarily need to win the FedEx Cup, but you got to you got to show something. You got to make some kind of statement. And I think if you're a rookie trying to make your first team, I think you at least need to win an event. Do you know, put a little punctuation on it. Make your make yourself stand out. Someone like Berger who has, you know, maybe he's, he has the right demeanor and you know it's kind of lurking. It's right there, but you need to make a statement here this last couple of weeks. Yeah, and his last time he was in contention, he did have a I believe it was a two shot lead going into the final mm-hmm. round and seventy four. Did shoot the final round seventy four. So mm-hmm. again, not, that not that great. closing is what we're looking for, and our team, our our captain's pick potential pool here is not bringing it with the closing. No, it much. really isn't. The last couple guys I have on the list that we need to discuss are Justin Thomas, Bill Haas, and Scott Piercy. You look at those guys, oh boy. all incredibly sound golfers. Very, very sound. None of them 
excuse me, are not are great putters. Davis loves looking for a guy with a hot putter. None of them have really played that well as of late. Justin Thomas has shown a little bit more than the other two. But do you do we really consider these guys? I know Davis Love says anybody that plays well can jump on in, but I just wonder how much consideration we can give to the guys beyond J.B. Holmes, Bubba Watson, Ricky Fowler, Matt Kuchar, the, the crew that we've talked about. I think they're all in that class of they need to make a statement. They need to. They need it has to, to be to bigger than out. the others too. Yeah, like, they need to do something big this next these next few weeks to stand out. Piercy was a guy I started trying. I sat down to try to make a case for him because I thought, you know, the major weeks and he's you just found it impossible. <laughs> well, I started building a case for him and then I looked up his putting stats and I found out he's 158th in strokes gain putting and 184th in one putt percentage. And I just started building a case against Scott Piercy instead, just yep. went the other way. Uh, Bill Haas is kind of interesting, I guess. He clinched the, uh, the President's Cup in South Korea. That was a clutch singles match. That was big. But he did, but I, he, was, I don't know. he was a I'm captain's sorry. pick to get there. Yeah. And I don't know how many times you can be a captain's pick. I think, you know, at some point you need to earn your way yeah. on or we need to get someone right. else in there and give them a chance. Right. And, and who picked him? That was his father. Yeah. So. <laughs> Davis Love's sons. Are but he was next on the, the list, on the points list. Yeah. Let's just give him yeah. that benefit of the doubt there. And Justin Thomas, I'd probably put in the same class as Daniel Berger. Maybe he's got, you like his fire. You like the fact he's young and hungry. You just got to see something. Yeah, see they something did. Big I think both of weeks. those guys would have to win or win it all here the, in the playoffs to have a chance. Yeah, I think that a rookie would be a lot. A rookie beyond Brooks Kepka would be a lot of fun because, I, I guess, when I say that, a rookie being someone who's twenty-four or younger. Well, what's interesting, we we brought up this press conference we attended last week a few times. Yeah. Justin Thomas was mentioned quite a bit by Davis Love, and something he said in the scrum after the press conference was he didn't really consider Justin Thomas a rookie just because of the amount of golf he's played. He's been on Walker Cup teams. He's done all of this stuff. They've, he's played with Spieth and all of these guys, and Fowler and them are great friends. So, I mean, it was interesting to hear him say that he didn't consider him a true rookie. Yeah, I, I think that Justin Thomas didn't get any uh, Ryder Cup points when he got his victory in Malaysia earlier this year. People keep talking about that now because he's played a little bit better lately. I don't like making the excuse for someone who won an event in the calendar year 2015. I think that's kind of bogus. We're talking about something that's going to happen super late in 2016. It's tough. That That's one thing that I kind of did a little bit of research myself on. It's like, where are these prospective captain's picks where do they earn their Ryder Cup qualifying points? Ricky Fowler won a lot of points at the 2015 players, not so much this year. You look at Zach Johnson, who was on the borderline there a little bit. He won a ton, of, a ton of his points for winning the British Open at St. Andrews. Justin Thomas didn't win any points back in 2015, but he also hasn't really, really been in contention this year. So you look at where these guys have earned their, their qualifying criteria in terms of points, I, I would like to see it come down a little bit closer to right now, something that guys have been earning points lately. Talk about the U.S. Open, the, the British Open, the PGA Championship. I don't know how you guys feel. If you feel like it's more of a, a year-long process in which you're moving towards a captain's pick or if you feel like it's got to be a right now, who's hot kind of thing. I think, it's, I think it's more right now. I think that's the whole reason we shifted the way we select these last few players is to try to grab that guy who's just playing well in the moment. And uh, I would wait right now heavier than 
you know everything else that led to this point. Okay. Unless I have one more name. Oh. Are we done throwing? Were you? Did you no. have any more names throw out? I had one. I had one more. I, I'm sure uh, there's there's probably three or four or five that we could talk about. So but this is this this, this one's not on the sheet. This is this is out of left field. But Uh-oh. we're we're doing oh, no. as you know, golf.com. We're doing the case four where different writers are taking different guys. We're gonna run this series over the next week and a half. But there's one story that has come in that is so good. And so different that I thought we should talk about it here. Michael Bamberger, oh. who's not in the office today to defend himself, so I will defend it for him, is making the case for Fred Couples as a captain's pick. And it's interesting. What? It's interesting <laughs> because, now granted, this is Fred Couples is, he field. has not played much golf this year. But Fred Couples is, this is Michael's point and I agree with it, He's the one guy you could pick on this team who, even if he doesn't win a point, could still help the team because he's that good in the locker room. He's that good with Tiger Woods. He makes Tiger relax. Tiger could actually be a bigger help as an assistant captain. He has that President's Cup magic. There's something Fred Couples does well in the locker room that just works. And so Michael's point is that you could stick Fred Couples out on the tee on Friday, see how it goes for one match. Oh, man, would that bench, be a sight. Bench him on Saturday. Just let him hang out at the first tee all day and keep the guys loose. And then put him out on Sunday early and just see what happens. Oh. So you play him two matches. Maybe he steals you a point. Maybe not. But even if he doesn't, he's still an intangible benefit. That could I love the team. It's, I, I mean, I would have never thought of it until this came in, but... I don't know. I think it's interesting to think about. Yeah, it shows a bit of the progressive thinking that Michael Bamberger, Bamberger is probably yeah. known for. It's it's very creative. I applaud creative thinking. <laughs> yeah. That being said, the fact that he has to go out there and try to win a match on Sunday, I I, I, I get he's a he's a Hall of Fame golfer, but it would feel as if you're kind of conceding a point, right, on Sunday morning. I think I'd rather make a case for Fred Couples as the next Ryder Cup captain. Yeah. See, I don't think that's ever going to happen for I, him. I you think, know, it's, you all know. Li- it's all lined up now with the the task force and the assistant, the yeah. way the vice captaincies are lined up. There are some barriers I don't think Fred's going to get to be a Ryder Cup I, captain. I think he deserves it. I think that's, that's more of the realistic case to be made. I don't, I don't know that him playing would be <laughs> the best use of a pick, although I, I would definitely tune in to watch that. I was worried that you were going to take that in a completely different direction. I was waiting for, for I was waiting for Tiger Woods, yeah. honestly. So was that. Oh, no. No, I can't I don't think there is a case for Tiger. Good. Got to see him hit a, I, I, that's interesting I, to me. Got to see him hit something that's not in a simulator or a ceremonial. But we haven't seen a single first. shot from Fred Couples and you're willing to throw him out there. <laughs> well, I see the intangible benefits for him. I I think you it's, don't it's see worth, intangible I think it's worth, benefits for Tiger. I think it's worth Considering no, because I've already seen enough of Tiger at these team events that I don't think he has a, as a player necessarily galvanized a team around him, whereas Fred Couples has. So I think there is more of a yeah. Tangible I just with, think with if, if you put Tiger Woods out on the first tee with, I mean, if you look at the European team, they're all very young except for the the late captains picks. Some of those rookies would be shaking like a leaf trying to hit that first tee shot, standing there with Tiger Woods. I don't know that, if they would. That crowd all pumped up behind them. I think they might be relishing the chance to beat him. Like, we, we've done some some interviews with guys, and they've said they always looked at Tiger as like the guy to beat. They always wanted to beat him, and they felt like you beat Tiger, you've really done damage to the American team. I think they would still feel that way again if you put Tiger back out. But I don't think that would happen with somebody like Fred. They'd almost they'd look, go the other way and maybe take it too lightly. I can't wait. That's where Fred sneaks up on you. He gets that, <laughs> gets that have that, well, that the team needs. He certainly snuck <laughs> up on this podcast. Uh, I, I can't wait just to see what Tiger does as an assistant captain. Davis Love's talked yeah. about how much he and Tiger are texting. 
what he expects Tiger to do as an assistant captain, what kind of attention he, he imagines Tiger will demand. I just want to see what he does. I know we will probably follow it very closely. I'm sure someone, someone at golf.com will probably just follow Tiger for a day and see like what, what exactly just tail the assist, golf cart. assistant captain Tiger Woods does. That'll be fun. And a lot of that stuff will happen behind the scenes too in the team room and there's things that we won't see, but yeah, I, I hope he shows up in a way that really is helpful to the team. Does, does Michael Jordan show up? Uh, yeah, I think MJ's on this team. Yeah, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be around. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just throwing out a guess that. Yeah, I think we'll see MJ. Yeah, I mean he's been around the last two Ryder Cup teams, just kind of hanging out in his incredibly he's uh, unfashionable too. jeans, uh, really baggy jeans, just like being MJ inside the ropes and yeah. smoking cigars and. It's basically a golf buddies weekend for him. But it's late a lot September, late September, Minnesota. That's baggy jeans season. Yeah, there. So baggy yeah, jeans like a parka, probably for anyone who's used to living in Florida. All right, but before we close, we got to get our four. We've got Matt okay. Kuchar. and yep. uh, all right, I think I'll give both of you one absolute veto. That if either of you agree with me and the other person says, "Hell no," then you can veto that pick. Matt Kuchar's in. We need three more. Let's start with Ricky Fowler. I'm in on Fowler. Boy, I'm right on the line. I'm right on the line. I want. I, I, think I want I you was... to look at this paper here, where I have him written in my yes no. It's literally in the middle. Yeah, yeah. The line. You're, you drew a line in the middle and put it. Yeah, it's right on the fence. I want to see. I, I could make the case for him, but I want to see it. So not yet. Breaks. All right. Not yet. We're gonna have to get a couple more guys. Then uh, let's talk Jim Furyk. No. Jeff's out. That's a yes for me. I. Th- I know that I might have said no earlier, but I do think that Jim Furyk, I think that just what he's done, you can't really make a case against him. I think, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say yes to Jim Furyk, I know. I think he brings a lot to the table, an alternate shot, and we got destroyed an alternate shot in the last Ryder Cup, and I think that's really a a big point in how we're gonna win this. Okay. And I think he is really gonna bring a lot there. He Jeff, just doesn't hit it. He you, doesn't hit it sideways. Do you he, concede, you're always going to find the ball. Are think, you okay with Jim Furyk? I think Furyk? Jim Furyk is a very nice guy, a <laughs> Hall of Famer, and I think he's going to lose a bunch of matches if okay. he's on the team. All right. That's well, so you can veto it if you'd like, but I, I'm not going to use I my veto. You're going to say I'm gonna, that. Right. I mean, I, I, you'd say, you know, I will respect the majority opinion in the room, but okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just going along right. begrudge. Now I'm going to try to figure out how to save this team with my yeah. last two picks. <laughs> All right, Jim Furyk, welcome to the Ryder Cup. Let's go Bubba Watson. I'm out on Bubba Watson. I, I want to know how we are on J.B. Holmes first. Can we do J.B. Holmes first? <laughs> okay, and then I, rewind. Then I'll, then I'll decide. I mean, I mean, that's a, I mean you know my well, answer. I think we're in, right? right? Yeah, right. I'm in with J.B. That being in, said, in, let's go back to Bubba Watson. J.B. Okay. Holmes is on the team. So, he's our, the so he's our third. Yeah. Okay. So for a home game, I, if this exact setup, if you take everything Bubba's done this year, everything, every, if everything looks the same but we're playing this Ryder Cup in Europe, I would shy away from Bubba, but I really like—I really think a home game tips it uh, for him. I think he can ride the emotion of the crowd. I don't think we know he's kind of a finicky, emotional player. He can get down on himself, and things can run the wrong way quickly. But I don't think that will happen to him in a home game. So I will say yes to Bubba. I'm still out on Bubba. Just let you know. I'm gonna have to go no as well. I like it. <laughs> Again, uh, stressing the alternate shot. I just—I don't see the pairing. I don't see that going well for him. Um, like you said, the the quirkiness could go either way, especially for a teammate. 
and uh, therefore I think I'd have to. Leave. So we got to find a floor. Sorry, Jeff. Okay. Sorry, Bob. All right. All right. Now, we respect need... the, again the majority, but now this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. Find fourth person. May I? May I resubmit Fred Couples for? Uh, <laughs> you can. I don't think he'll last. Uh, I would be out on Fred Couples. Sean, how do you feel? That's a lot of pressure now. I got to pick Fred Couples or no Fred Couples. I'm gonna have to go. Be a no very Fred nice Couples. tribute for Fred I think, Couples. I think, very nice to end his career. I think Cup an career. assistance captain this year would be nice, but it's too late for that still. Right. So I, I, I don't see. Does it he replace Jim Furyk as vice captain? Maybe that's maybe that's that, where we're that heading with this thing. I could. I would be okay with. I think that there's, would be awesome. There's no rule, I, I suppose, about choosing your assistant captain. Well, if Furyk's on the team, you need somebody else in that golf cart, right? Don't you have to? You got to fill gotta. that. Fill that. That's kind of where Tom Tom Lehman probably will be. Oh, okay. All right. We also have Stricker. All right. Yeah. So maybe we have enough we have, golf we have carts a lot, a lot of captains. <laughs> Sorry, Freddie. <laughs> Jeff wants you there, but you're probably going to watch from home. Um, all right. So we need one more. I'm looking at names like Daniel Berger and Justin Thomas right now. So I have Fowler, Thomas, and Berger on my list, and I think it all comes down to who plays better these next two or three weeks. I can't find anybody else. I, I think I'm with you. I, I do think even somebody like we haven't talked about him, but like William McGirt could win twice and make a case. Bill Haas could still win and jump in there. Uh, I, I'm a Ryan big... Moore could win and jump in there. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about them. There's if other Kevin guys. Kevin Kisner won the FedEx Cup. I don't think there's a way you keep that guy off. The team. Right. He is just ice cold. Yeah. He is a closer. He uh, everything you want. Great putter. I think this is this fourth fourth pick is that Billy Horschel, which at this time two years ago we didn't know it would be Billy Horschel. It it just it just happened, okay, and we we missed him. But this time we have a chance to to get that last. I think it could be really good for us, or it could create a lot of drama if we have two or three of these guys play really well over the next few weeks. Or none just makes it. Yeah, or (laughs) none. It just makes that pick, you know, yeah, really. controversial almost i suppose that's okay it doesn't sound like we're gonna agree upon the final captain's pick which is fine because in all reality davis love has another three weeks before he has to choose so we can leave it at that thank you sean for making your podcast debut and thank you jeff for always embracing debate one more week and we'll know exactly who three of davis love's picks are as well as which of you two are way off in your own opinions until next time i'm your host sean zock